0: Thank you for joining us this morning. For those watching online, we welcome you and we thank you for logging in and praising with us this morning. We just, we come here expecting. We come expecting, we come with an open heart and ready to receive and to give. We give first and we receive, (laughs) yes. Let's confess our vision We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Amen. Thank you, Father. We just worship you, Father God. We just come into your presence, Lord, and we open up our hearts, Father, and we just worship you and adore you, Lord. We thank you for your joy, which is our strength, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit, We thank you, Lord, that he is our helper and he will help us this morning get to a place, Lord, to be closer to you, Father, to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. We just worship you, Father. We lift our hands to you, Lord, and we just worship you this morning, Father. We just love on you this morning. We thank you, Father. We just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your glory in this place, Lord. Thank you for showing us your glory. We just worship you, Father God. Thank you. are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loosed. God, we believe. Yes, we can see. The wonders are still what you do. we thank you that you are a good God, oh, you are a good God, oh, you are a good, good God, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you you for your kindness, Father, oh, we thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah, we thank you for your healings, your healing anointing in this place. Oh, we thank you, we thank you. Oh, we thank you, we thank you. You're the miracle worker, yes you are. You're the one who restores, yes you do. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, the man who saw the man, ran to the bossy. And the man who saw the man, ran to the bossy. Ran to the son, the man who Hallelujah! Glory, 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 glory. Oh, this is your move. This is your move. This is your move, this is your move, hallelujah, hallelujah, oh we just look to you Jesus the author
2: and the finisher of our faith. We look to Jesus this morning, that's where our help comes from, that's where our healing comes from, that's where the miracles come from. that's where life comes from abundant life comes from jesus that's where our joy and our strength comes from that's where our protection comes from that's where our stability comes from our anointing comes from the grace comes from him mercy comes from him everything that we need comes from him Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Oh, Rabassondo Robos celebrando, Robosan, Endelebrando Rocoson de Lebrando Rocosta, Nembrando Roson de Lebras Telerende so. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. We stay in step with you, Holy Spirit. We stay in step with you, Holy Spirit. We thank you that you are in this place this morning. You come and do what you desire to do in our midst today. You come and do what you desire to do. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
1: Glory to God. Glory to God. Mom.
2: Can you come with me? We're going to pray for uh, Mr. Bob here this morning. And I want you to stretch your hands out to him this morning. Glory to God. Bless the name of Jesus. Glory to God in the name of Jesus. We know where our healing comes from. And this morning we stand in agreement with Bob and Ellie. And we declare that everything in Bob's body works in the perfection to which God created it to function. We forbid malfunction right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) And the blood of Jesus flows, flows this morning. We thank you for healing that's in the blood. We thank you, Father God, for healing virtue that flows in his body from the top of his head all the way down to his feet in Jesus' name. We call you to align with the word of God this morning that says Bob is healed and whole by the stripes of Jesus for you were bruised for his transgression. Ha-ha, ha-ha. Your body was pierced for him and the chastisement of peace. Peace right now in the name of Jesus. Healing manifest in Jesus' name, manifest right now in the name of Jesus. I speak life. I speak life. Healing and
1: health. Yeah,
2: once and for all. Done. Complete. No more problems. No more issues. No more. None. In Jesus' name. Restore better than ever before. (laughs) In Jesus' name. We call it done. In Jesus' name. We call it done. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God, my brother. Love you, my brother. Glory to God. Glory to God. Anyone else in need of healing this morning? Hallelujah. We sang about healing virtue. We sang about miracles. Amen. We sang about miracles. Yeah, come on. Charlie? All right. Another brother we love. Yeah. This is Joan, but we're praying for Charlie, just so you know. (laughs) She's not a brother glory to God in case you didn't hear us in the name of Jesus we stand in agreement with our sister Joan for Charlie who's standing here in proxy for him and we thank you that there is no distance in the spirit and so we send the word of healing to Charlie your body is made whole in Jesus name from the top of your head to the soles of your feet everything works in divine order in Jesus name those things that are not working we call you to work in Jesus name those things that would come against your body uh, in Jesus name we speak to that right now and we appropriate the blood of Jesus it covers you from the top of your head Charlie to the soles of your feet we forbid the devil to do any more damage to his body in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name restored restored this is the year of restoration and so we receive restoration in his body right now in his mind right now in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name we speak life to you <laughs> we speak life in Jesus name amen glory to God glory to God glory to God glory to God hello what are we praying for this morning Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sight, okay, sight, okay. Yeah, you know God can do that. Yes, amen, glory to God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your anointing right now. I thank you that your anointing flows in this body right now. In the name of Jesus, we sang about the miracle worker today and we said miracles are still being done the dead things are being raised and so i speak to your body right now in the name of jesus and cancer you are a name you're a thing and you have to submit to the highest name given in heaven On earth and under the earth and so right now I speak to cancer and I tell you to cease and desist you get under his feet in Jesus name no more no more I call the good cells to come to life right now and stop destroying stop destroying that you are not being destroyed in the name of Jesus but producing 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 life in his body in the name of Jesus. Any effects from any treatment that he has. We say you go right now in the name of Jesus. Restored sight. Restored sight in Jesus' name. (laughs) We look to the miracle worker. We look to the miracle worker this morning. We put our faith and our trust in you. And we thank you. I call you well, completely well, 100% well, better than you've ever been in your life, in Jesus' name. This is the year of recovery and restoration. And I speak recovery and restoration to you both, in Jesus' name. Time that's been lost, money that's been lost, anything that's been lost, we redeem that time and it's restored back to you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for them both, Father God. I thank you you continue to work in them, to will and to do of your good pleasure. In the name of Jesus. The
3: Lord said we want to finish off this, his love. His love. meditate God's love much, that he loves you.
2: Yeah. Because that would be
3: complete.
2: Amen. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. To see you. Always good to see you. And we're going to see more of you. (laughs) Amen. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, Father God. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Glory to God. Do you believe in the miracle worker? I do. hold on to his word when the enemy tries to tell you that oh yeah well that was for then this is now oh no (laughs) i received it when we prayed amen we received it and just keep reminding him of that he's persistent we just got to be just a little more persistent than him you see that red bull commercial with the two giselles and the lion comes out of the bushes and he's like red bull's not going to make you run faster than the lion he said i don't gotta run faster than the lion I just got to run faster than you. (laughs) Just be a little more persistent than he is and stick with it just a little longer than he does and you'll see it manifest. Amen? Whatever it is you're believing for. Glory to God. Thank you, team. I appreciate you all this morning. Thank you so much for being led of the Lord. Amen? Come on. Give him a hand this morning. (laughs) Glory to God. Uh, Mr. Ivan, you can come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
4: Good morning, family. Good morning. Are you excited of being here? Yeah. Were you excited for the praising and worship team? Yeah. Uh, all right, now it's time to get excited on giving. Amen. Yeah. Uh, one of the a couple weeks ago, Pastor Marie on a Wednesday service preached a, a lesson on a, a spiritual checkup. Yeah. Uh And if you miss on that, you should go on YouTube or Facebook and uh, our church website. You can watch it again. She mentioned uh, 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 the checkup, how we should do a a checkup in our lives. You can do a checkup daily, weekly, or yearly. And uh, you can ask Pastor Harry here how important to do a checkup in your car. <laughs> uh, it's important to do our, our checkup to make sure everything is running good. Amen. Uh, I didn't think I need to do a hearing furnace ear checkup until it wasn't working, and I had to call uh, for service. So the guy came came by. First thing he asked me, he said, uh, "Did you do your ear checkup?" <laughs> I like, no, <laughs> he said oh it is important to do it to make sure everything is running good. And uh, so he, you know, uh, by not doing your early checkup, it will cost you more on the long run. You might need to do it or fix it or replace it, the whole unit, and the amount of time invested on the whole process. While you could be avoided by a simply Check up. And this thing usually breaks when you need them. Pastor Maria says, Giving and receiving is a lifestyle of a growing healthy Christian. And it opens up the door to abundance for us. Amen. Isaiah thirty twenty-three. Whenever you plant your crops, the Lord will send rain to make them grow, and and will give you a rich harvest. And your livestock will have plenty of pasture. If you want to have a rich harvest, you have to plant something. Amen? No planting, no harvest. And, and God sees when you plant or not, and he will send rain for you to get a rich harvest. Deuteronomy 28:12. I got this on New Living Translation. It says, the Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in heaven and will bless you all the work that you do. You will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. Amen. Yeah. What a verse. Uh, so we know God is faithful to do his part, when we do ours, amen? When we plant, he sends rain to bless all the work that we do. Why? Because he wants us to be a land, not a barrow, amen? Proverbs twenty-eight, nineteen. A farmer that works well will have plenty of food to eat, but the man that loves to dream during the day will always be poor. We all know someone that always tells us about a dream they have for their life, but they never take a step towards it. A dream without action is just a dream. Remember the, this verse, a farmer that works well, not just work, but does it well with the grace God gives us without complaining or cutting corners, but there's a well. We have plenty to eat. Amen? Ecclesiastic 26, 226. Good people, the people that obey God, will have wealth to leave their grandchildren, but the wealth of sinners will go to the righteous. (laughs) Obedience to God will cause the wealth of sinners to come to us, the righteous, amen? Amen. And thank you all for your faithful giving towards our roof and the goal of 400 a week. And we can see the amount, the remaining 546, the amount received 140, and we can beat that by the end of this year, amen? to give we get to give please stand up let's read our offering confession ready let's go because we are titers the windows of heaven are open the blessings being poured out because we are souls we are furnished in abundance for every good work we receive jobs or better jobs raises and bonuses benefits, sales and commission, settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and return. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. We are getting our buildings, land, houses, vehicles and equipment. God is bringing to our hands great big seed and moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvest angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Please come to the front and release your tithes and offerings to the Lord. over to Marie, she'll be praying for the offerings.
2: Thank you Mr. Yes, Ivan. God bless you. Thank you so much. I just love the scriptures and it's just so good. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this opportunity to give We don't have to give like he said. We get to give. We enjoy giving. We're cheerful givers. And so thank you, Father, that you make all grace abound towards us and we have all sufficiency of all things. We're able to abound to every good work. And we thank you that this is a good work here at Father's House Family Church. We thank you for every single person who is a part of this body, those who are present, those who are online, those who are unable to join us today. You see every single person, you see their hearts. We thank you for the blessing of the Lord that's upon them. And we ask, Father God, that you see what their need is and you are able to meet it. So we declare our needs are met according to your riches and glory. And we have more than enough <laughs> to meet the need of every situation in jesus name amen thank you glory to god do you believe that we have more than enough to meet the need of every situation yes we do glory to god glory to god uh, there are some little round cards on the back table there uh, on both tables as you leave Pick up some, give them out when you stop at a business or something, just leave it there. They're just little invite cards uh, for our Christmas services that we have coming up December 19th, which is a Sunday. Uh, the kids will be doing a little presentation, and then uh, we'll just uh, be talking about the, the Christmas message. Uh, and then we'll talk about Love, love Came Down. That's going to be the title of the message. And then um, on the 24th, it's of course, Christmas Eve, we'll be together for our candlelight service. So come, that's just a time of songs, uh, you know, songs of the season, songs of hope. And so uh, just invite some people. You know, maybe they've never gone to church. Uh, Just invite them. I'm going to invite my chiropractor. How's that? He keeps saying he's going to come. He's going to come. So guess what? I'm going to give him one of these cards. I have it at home. He's going to come amen that's who i'm inviting who are you inviting think of someone you do business with or someone that you like "Mm, you need church especially if they're making you miserable invite them to church i know you'll have to sit next to them but they'll be okay once they rub shoulders with other people who have joy what we're talking about this morning is contagious they'll change (laughs) amen hallelujah glory to god all right praise the lord we're talking about you can put our title up there ivan Overflowing joy this morning. Overflowing joy. We're in December. <laughs> Christmas will be here in just a few weeks. And for some, that news makes you want to jump up and just do cartwheels. So excited. And for others, they want to cry. <laughs> I've talked to people, you know, when I was. Working and, and I worked in healthcare. I would talk to people, and you know, they'd come to my office. We had that our it was a revolving door, our office. We were in the technology center, and people just always came in for anything pagers, phones, different things. And so, I would always around this time, I'm like, Hey, Merry Christmas! And they're like, You know, mm hmm, what's so merry about it? Or, Did you get your shopping done? Ugh, I just want it to be over, you know, and, and then yet yeah, you got others, Oh, yes, I'm so excited, you know. And there's different reactions uh, when you say Christmas. But I think it's the stress of trying to keep up and the commercialization of the holiday that makes people, you know, kind of get that way. to try to keep up with everyone else or your kids are getting older. Notice when kids get older, the gifts get more expensive. <laughs> what is it with that? <laughs> you know, before you'd go to Walmart, buy a cheap little pair of sneakers, and you're like, here you go! And now they're like... Those aren't Jordans, you know, those aren't, what are these? These aren't brand name. And so uh, they start, the gifts start getting more expensive. And so it's easy, it's easy to get caught up in the stress of the season. But Christmas is the time of year when we observe and we honor and we celebrate the birth of our wonderful savior, (laughs) the very reason we can be here to celebrate And yet many folks, and today I'm not talking about those who don't know Jesus because we're just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and just say, well, they don't know Jesus, so, okay, life for me was miserable before I knew him, right? And so uh, we'll just give them a pass today. But I'm talking about us followers of Jesus, (laughs) disciples of Jesus uh, who are just unhappy, (laughs) downright miserable, And let's just call them what they are. They're Grinches. Grinches. You know what it means to be a Grinch? What's a Grinch? When I say Grinch, that's what you think about, right? That's what you think about when I say Grinch. But do you know these can also be Grinches? Grumpy pants. You know these people. You probably have a few in your life. Yeah. A Grinch is a grumpy person who spoils the pleasure of others. A killjoy. A spoil sport. That's what a Grinch is. There are some people that you get around that inspire you. Their joy is contagious. You just feel good after talking to them or being with them, right? But there are others that, let's just be real honest, they suck the life and the joy right out of you. Yeah. You have to work up the desire to be around them, like you prepare yourself. (laughs) Let me prepare myself. I'm going to be in their presence today. You have to work that up. And, And for some reason, every time you get around them, they have something to complain about. Or they find something that you do and you think you do it well. Well, they're about to tell you how better they do it than you do. You think you do it well. By the time you leave, you think, oh, I don't know how to do this at all. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought I even enjoyed it. I don't even enjoy it anymore. By the time you leave their presence, why? You leave there feeling exhausted. Ever have anyone that you spend time... And you're just exhausted. I need to go to bed and sleep for three days. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because joy is contagious, but so is in sadness and grumpiness. It's contagious. In fact, researchers call this phenomenon emotional contagion. EC. You've heard of EQ. EC. This is what one person's this is when one person's emotions transfer to another it's a thing our parents were onto something you know when they would say uh, who you hang around with is important (laughs) yeah it's important ever hear the saying, show me your friends i'll show you your future Uh uh-huh yeah it's true we are the average of the five people we spend the most time with think about your five who are your five you're the average of those five people Okay, let's move along. You can put that down. We don't want to look at them grubby people. (laughs) It's just exhausting even putting our eyes over there to look at it. Yeah, I like that better. (laughs) For those who don't know the Lord, they may not know any better. And so this message may not be for them, but I'd love if you don't know the Lord for you to get to know him and so we could take care of that. But today we're going to give them the benefit of the doubt about being mean, miserable, stressed, unhappy, a mean old grinch at Christmas time or any other time is not acceptable behavior for a child of God. Amen. A born again Christian, Amen. spirit-filled Christian, that is unacceptable behavior. Amen. Can you imagine Peter and John going to Jesus? And he had some downtime. He just raised Lazarus or something, you know. And he had some downtime and Peter and John went over to him and you know how Peter's always talking and Peter goes over to him and he's like, Jesus, I just want to pick your brain about something. And Jesus rolls his eyes. <laughs> can't you see what I just did over here? Don't you know I'm tired? You know what? I I just can't. I can't be around you all right now. I just can't be around you all. I, I got to go. And then he leaves to go, I don't know, walk on water or something. But can you see? That's not Jesus. Jesus was always ready to welcome people. He wasn't grumpy where... Um, We need to talk to the master. Oh, you go. I ain't going in there. You go talk to Jesus. Go see what his mood's like today. No, no miracles would have been done if that's how he was. There wouldn't have been any miracles to speak of. No, he wasn't like that. In fact, in John 12, 49, he says, I don't speak on my own authority. The father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. Sometimes it's not what you say (laughs) How you say it is Also a thing (laughs) and it can change. I I was in customer service for many years And I did customer service training and that's what I would talk to people about how you answer the phone is So important it's either telling them you're bothering me right now, or you're my priority (laughs) right I was about to go to lunch, <laughs> you know, Oh, this other call is crazy, you know, and, and, and you maintain, you know, you have to maintain my uh, friend and coworker for many years, for about 20 years, uh, she would get on the phone and she was so pleasant, like I could hear her, but I always knew, I'm like, oh, she's not happy right now because I heard the change in her voice and yet the people are like, she's wonderful because it. It just how she said it. She didn't yell at them, but the, it was how she could be cussing them out, but they didn't even know it. They're like, they leave her office and they have to pass my office, and they're like, isn't she wonderful? And I'm like, she just let you have it if you only knew. That was not Vanessa. That was Nessa talking to you. That was her alter ego there. But yeah, so they always, you know, the way you say things is important, not just what you say. You could say All the right words. But if your attitude stinks, (laughs) oh, what difference does it make? So as a follower of Jesus, being a grinch or a miserable person is not acceptable behavior at this time of year or any time of year. We're in the Christmas season, so we'll talk about that for a minute. But why is it that two people can experience the same event, Christmas, what should be a most glorious time for the church, a glorious celebration, and yet have two very different emotions about it. Dread it or have joy about it. Here's one reason. Scientists have discovered that our emotions are often caused by our thoughts. That means two people could be in the same situation. But they might feel different emotions because they have different thoughts, two different thoughts. And this is very important information for us because if we can fix our thoughts, we can fix our emotions. Very important information because, again, like I said, you ask people, hey, you ready for Christmas? If their shopping's not done, if they have a whole bunch of stuff that they got to do, those thoughts come quickly to your mind of stuff i got to do. Not the joy of the season and the reason for the season. That's that's like way back there somewhere. It's deep down in there. You could tell what their priority has been and what they're thinking about because they're stressed about it. And so it's very important if we can fix our thoughts, we can fix our emotion. The word fix obviously has different meanings, but two different meanings. One is to mend or repair, which we know what the Word of God says about renewing our mind, right, in Romans chapter 12. That will fix it. But the fix, this word fix also means to direct one's eyes to look unwaveringly, to fasten securely, That's the definition I want to look at this morning as we talk about overflow and joy. 1 Peter 1, verse 8. 1 Peter 1, 8. It says, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full joy of glory the common english bible says although you've never seen him you love him even though you don't see him now you trust him so rejoice with a glorious joy that is too much for words hallelujah Overflowing joy we haven't seen jesus with our physical eyes but we can fix our spiritual eyes or our spiritual gaze on him Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Let's look at that. Hebrews 12 and verse 2. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We fix our eyes on Jesus who endured the hardest event that anyone has ever had to endure. And he did it with what? Joy. (laughs) Joy. What an example. He looked beyond the cross and saw you and I as one with the Father, just as he was one with the Father. He knew the outcome. And if we'll fix our eyes on him, he'll show us the outcome for our lives. Just look to him in any situation that we're facing. And you know what the outcome is? Hint, hint, we win. (laughs) You win, amen? 2 Corinthians 2.14 tells us that. We don't have to turn there, but it says he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Amen? It says thanks be to God. We thank him. Glory to God. So we fix our eyes on him. You know, a lot of times the reason that we as followers of Jesus become sad or even miserable during the holiday season or any season. It's because we take our focus off of him, off of Jesus, the reason for this whole season and the reason we're existing, we're living. And they put it on themselves. So we put it on us and we look at our failures, our faults, our mistakes, or we focus on others. And we compare ourselves to them or blame others for the things they've done or hold on to unforgiveness. That's taking our eyes off of Jesus. The more you focus on something, the bigger it becomes, the more powerful it becomes in your life. That's why focusing on these negative things can lead to shame, sadness, anger, resentment, self-pity, depression and the list goes on and on and that's a lot of people experience those emotions uh, during this time of year you know what i heard matt Cameron say actually i read it uh, he was talking about how the devil is a deceiver and a lot of people think that the devil's job he goes around it says you know as a roaring lion it doesn't say he's a lion Uh, It says, like a roaring lion, right? And it says a lot of, he said a lot of people think that the devil's job is to get you to go from good to evil. Like you're doing good over here, now you're going to go do evil. But that's not his job. His job, because that's too easy. If he told you to go rob a bank tomorrow and you've never, you know, stole a candy bar, (laughs) you're going to be like, huh? Usually like petty theft comes first before the big stuff. And so you don't go from good to evil just like that. That's not what he does. He takes you from going from God to self. You go from God at the center to self-centeredness, to me, I need this, or I am this, or I can't do this, or look at them and look at me. So he takes us off. And once you take your eyes off of God, Once you take your eyes off of Jesus, as a Christian, as a believer, because that's how we're wired, that's how we're supposed to do it, life does not go the way it's supposed to go. You find yourself wandering, drifting, Not just, you don't just automatically go. No, I don't think anybody, I mean, unless I was in a place where I was going to make a decision. But even then, I could have just made that decision that day and said, I'm done. No, I gave like a choice. If this doesn't happen, then I'm going to, you know, either serve the devil the rest of my life or serve God. I was in that point. I was tired of doing both because it doesn't work. It's hard. It's exhausting. (laughs) Exhausting. And so, uh. It doesn't, you don't see a lot of people just shut the door and go. No, it's a gradual thing that occurs. They find themselves in this place, but it's because they took their eyes off of the master. Look at what happened to Peter when he took his eyes off of the master. He found himself drowning. Didn't say he drowned and that was the end of Peter's life. He found himself drowning. Drowning. He started to drown. He started to go down. Well, that's how it is in our lives. When we take our eyes off of the master, we find ourselves wandering and going off into places that are very dangerous. Very dangerous because the devil, it says he goes around like a roaring lion looking for the one that he can or may devour. That means... We all have that opportunity, but if we'll stay fixed with our gaze on the master, we won't have to deal with those things. I mean, he's he's always around, (laughs) but again, we talked about persistence, so we fix our eyes on Jesus, and we become God-inside-minded, spirit-led, God-inside-minded, we start letting Uh, external, uh, we don't, we stop letting external circumstances determine our attitude or our emotion. Our focus is important if we want to have an experience overflowing joy. Amen? Amen. So we fix our eyes and we also fix our thoughts on Jesus because this is what will keep us in joy regardless of the circumstances around us. Philippians 4, 8, it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is Paul. He's finishing off his letter to them. And he says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable in case we didn't know what to think about. Here's what our thoughts should be on. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. These are the things if we'll fix our thoughts on these things. Hallelujah. This is a great way to measure if I'm thinking the right thoughts. Align it up with this word. Does it align with this? No. Well, then throw it out. What does the word tell us to do? Cast it down. Take it into captivity and cast it down. Hallelujah. Don't let it go unchecked. This is a great way to measure it. So Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1 says, Therefore, holy brothers and sisters, we share in the heavenly calling." Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. So fix your eyes and your thoughts on him. Amen. Now in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, this is the story of the shepherds abiding in the field. We could all quote it. Keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord. We all can quote this because we've heard it on probably most every Christmas movie that has a Bible, you know, part to it. But it says that the shepherds were uh, staying in the fields nearby guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people." The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And he talks about how, uh, you know, you're going to find him wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. Verse 13 says, Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. Did you see that? Peace on earth. With, to, with, to those with whom God is pleased. You know, a lot of people are like, I pray for peace on earth. And there's no peace without God. Amen. <laughs> there's no peace without God. So if we're trying to get peace without him, we'll never find peace. No, we'll never find peace. So what an event this was when the angels appeared to the shepherds. These shepherds were in the shepherd's field. And I, we might've talked about this last uh, last year, it was a special place. You can actually still visit this place, uh, the shepherd's field, if you go to Bethlehem, uh, if you go there. It's a field uh, in which the sheep were being raised that would be offered in the temple. They were like special sheep, <laughs> not just the regular sheep. And they were guarding uh, the, the shepherds. They were These sheep were to be considered holy and consecrated to God, sacrificial lambs. And these shepherds had a very important responsibility. The word keeping watch in Greek means they were constantly guarding or constantly watching the sheep. They weren't just regular shepherds and, oh, this was their little sheep. No, this is an area that was meant for sacrificial lambs. And it says the glory of the Lord in verse 9 surrounded them. In the Greek, this is translated with as... They were encircled in light. They were literally in heaven's spotlight. Glory to God. They were heaven's spotlight was shining right on them. There was, and, and this was a manifestation of God. His glory, his splendor, and his weighty presence. Just imagine that. They're attending to their assignment, doing what they're supposed to do, and all of a sudden an angel appears out of the blue. <laughs> You're doing your laundry, <laughs> you know, an angel appears out of the blue and had to calm him down, told him, stop the fear right now, stop the fear. You're in the presence of the Lord here, stop the fear. So fear doesn't, doesn't exist, so in the presence of God. So made him, you know, stop that, calm down, it's okay, it's going to be all right. And then he told them, uh, I bring you good news that will bring great joy, great joy to all people.'" The words great joy in Greek describe enormous joy, massive joy, huge joy, or gargantuan joy. Well, we'll add overflowing joy to that list. Amen. He said it's going to bring joy, great joy, this news. What news? That Jesus was coming. Jesus is the source of overflowing joy, and he is the reason for joy. So we need to get our focus, our eyes, and our thoughts off of us, our mess, our failures, our faults, our flaws. Stop comparing ourselves to others or holding unforgiveness in our hearts towards them and get our eyes and get our thoughts on Jesus, the source and reason for joy. Amen? Amen. 1 John 1, 4 says, And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full." You can't have overflow in joy unless you are full of joy. Amen? I can have a cup in my hand if it's half empty. It takes, I got to get it full before it will overflow. It's not going to overflow until it's completely full. Well, he tells us how to get full of joy. You can't get it apart from the word of God. Amen? And so as a follower of Jesus, we know that joy is a fruit. Of the spirit. It's in us. We see that in Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. And guess what? Fruit can grow. It can also shrivel up and die. (laughs) If we don't water it. If we don't take care of it. If we don't exercise it, if we don't do anything with it, and we just let it sit there on the counter, it's going to go bad. And for some reason, it goes bad quicker now than it ever has. (laughs) I don't know why my vegetables and my fruits don't last the way mamas used to. You see, mama had hers for like a year. My onions go bad in two days. I'm like, what? I don't understand. What are they not putting, or what are they putting in our food now? And so uh, fruit can go bad. Ever buy a carton of blackberries? And when you open it up, it has mold on it already? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I won't say the store I bought it from, but mm-hmm. It's happened more than once. <laughs> now you should see me how I inspect my blackberries when I go to the said store. Open it up, look in, any white in there? Because <laughs> I like my blackberries without molds. Thank you very much. Well, fruit, fruit can spoil, but fruit can also grow. And so we can have that fruit on the inside of us and it can overflow. John chapter 15 and verse 4 and 5, Jesus said, Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Jesus is talking. Yes, I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Joy is a fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Hallelujah. So the way to produce more fruit is to abide or remain in Jesus. He is the word. So get in the word on purpose, (laughs) on purpose, and start searching for a revelation of who he is, who the Father is, and let the joy of the Lord rise up on the inside of you. If you'll be consistent in doing that and, and and consistent in your word time, consistent in your fixing your eyes and your thoughts on him, there's no situation that will be able to rob you of your joy. Amen? None. None. You won't be a Grinch. Hallelujah. Psalm 1611 says, You will show me the path of life, In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We said joy is contagious, and it is. Well, if the source of our joy is in the presence of God, I know where I want to be spending time. Let his joy rub off on you, amen? In his presence, there's fullness of joy. If you feel your joy is waning and and it's decreasing, Get in the presence of God. Get in his presence. Get in his word. And allow his joy to get full on the inside of you and then overflow. Amen? Amen. And maybe you're going through something that depletes you of strength. Maybe, oh, I just need the strength. It wears you out. Well, Nehemiah (laughs) 8.10. I heard that. (laughs) Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord. Is your strength. Amen? <laughs> we need strength to pick things up. We need strength to put things down, like bad habits, limiting beliefs, worry. We need strength to resist poverty, fear, doubt, and disease. We need strength for all of this. If you have children, you need strength. <laughs> if you have a spouse, you need strength. <laughs> if you have friends, you need strength, hallelujah. If you have enemies, you need strength. <laughs> Glory to God. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. Again, Galatians 5:22 tells us that it's a fruit of the spirit, so it's already in us. Don't look for joy out here. Now, happiness comes from the external stuff. Like, I can get happy when someone gives me a cupcake. <laughs> I can get, yeah, amen. I can get happy about that, right? I can get happy, you know, when my kids do the right thing, or I can get happy. But joy, that's not what joy, that's not joy, how joy works. <laughs> joy comes from the inside. And even if I don't get a cupcake and they hand me some Brussels sprouts, I can still have joy on the inside. Or even if, you know, my kids don't do the right thing and they're driving me, you know, uh, even if that's the case. I can still have joy. That's not happiness. Joy comes from the inside. Two different things. You can be happy, but joy comes from within. It doesn't matter the things. You're just always joyful. Ever meet anybody? Dad. He's just always joyful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He'll greet you today as if he hasn't seen you in 16 months. He's like, I'm going to just be excited every time I see you. And he's genuine with it. He's not just doing it because that's just he just wants to do No, he's genuine. He's excited to see you. No matter if he saw you three hours ago or not, he's excited to see you. Joy. He's got the joy of the Lord in, in his heart. Amen. When you get the, into the word of God, you'll feed that joy that's in you and energize it. You'll energize it. Then you release it. You can release it by praise, prayer, shouting, dancing, and it's contagious. It will, just like sadness, it will rub off on the people around you. Amen? Jeremiah 31, 13 says, the young woman will dance for joy. We better be dancing if we think we're young women. <laughs> and old and young and the men, old and young. Now why doesn't it say old women? I guess it, the Bible is smart. it knows not to call women old. It says, the young women will dance for joy and the men, old and young, will join in the celebration. I will turn their mourning into joy. I will comfort them and exchange their sorrow for rejoicing. Glory to God if you are in in a time of sorrow or mourning, you you need to get in the presence of God. Get in the presence of God and let his joy in you come out. Release it. Energize it by feeding it the word of God. We can rejoice when we know that God has it all worked out for us. We sang that song, uh, miracles are still happening today, right? Dead are still being raised. When you know what can happen, when you know God's done it before, he'll do it again then you don't have to uh, be worried about it. You know he'll take care of it for you. He has it all worked out. As we go through this holiday season, purpose in your heart to be filled with overflowing joy and release it into every situation, every room, every opportunity, amen? Overflowing joy is a weapon of tremendous strength, and we wield that weapon by faith. That it it means that it doesn't matter what's in front of us, good times, happy times, sad times, or bad times. In faith, we step through it all and let overflowing joy do its work. Glory to God. Charles Spurgeon said this, when the heart is full of joy, it always allows its joy to escape. It is like the fountain in the marketplace. Whenever it is full, it runs away in streams. And so soon as it ceases to overflow, you may be quite sure that it has ceased to be full. The only full heart is the overflowing heart. If joy is on the inside of you and you're filled with joy, it's going to overflow, and people will see it, and it will have an effect on people amen it will spill out glory to god hallelujah bless the lord now we were going to partake of communion this morning but i really don't want to rush it and i want to do it next week because i want to talk about the covenant uh that we have uh with the lord and the start of that i was as i was sitting here worshiping i felt nope because we were going to do communion but i don't want to just kind of throw it all in here and say oh yeah no no I want to purposefully do it. And so next Sunday we will partake of communion, the covenant meal together. And I want to talk about the start of that covenant because the birth of Jesus was, it was part of that. And so we'll talk about that and we'll tie in the covenant meal with that and uh, we'll receive it together uh, next week. So prepare your hearts for that. Uh, through this week and come ready to partake of the Lord's table together next week. Amen. Stand with me this morning. For those who are participating with us online, we love you and we thank you for your faithfulness and participating with us. We hope to see you soon. The holiday season is upon us. And so what better time to come and uh, let us see you in person. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for overflowing joy. We declare that we are people who are filled with joy and that your joy is our strength. And so we fix our eyes, we fix our thoughts on you, Jesus, the author and the completer, the finisher of our faith. And we thank you that with, you endured the cross and the shame with joy. Because you saw the outcome. You knew that one day we here at Father's House Family Church would be standing on a Sunday morning talking about you and receiving the joy that you have given us. And so we thank you for it. We give you praise and honor. We go forth from this place with overflowing joy. No matter what we face this week, we will stay in joy and we'll release it in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God, don't be a Grinch. That's your tip for the week. Don't be a Grinch, amen? Look at your, no, don't tell them that. Have a good one.